Everybody standing for the reading of God's word. If you're ready, somebody say, I'm ready. You by live stream, thank you for joining us. You honor us by being with us. I'm so excited to be here today. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. We started a new series last week called Christmas Gifts, and I taught on forgiveness, and I'm telling you, God just moved in this place. But today, I want to talk about God's presence. I don't know about you, but I'm not grateful for anything more than I'm grateful for the presence of God. Anybody grateful for God's presence in your life? And I'm not just talking about God's omnipresence. God's omnipresence means that he's everywhere. He's here and he's at Walmart. Come on, somebody. But I'm talking about God's manifested presence. Is there anybody grateful to be in a church where we actually experience the manifested presence of God? And that's what I want to talk to you about today because in the manifested presence of God, that's where he makes himself known. Uh, in, in his omnipresence, he shows up. In his manifested presence, he shows off. How many of you want him to do more than show up? You want him to show off today, show out. So we're looking at Luke 1, verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Somebody say blameless. But they had no child. They were blameless, but. They were doing all the right things, but. They had dotted every religious I and crossed every religious T, but. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. They were blameless and barren. And they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as a priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn, blameless, barren, but still burning, worshiping the Lord. To burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell on him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. Chill, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you will call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Just say prophetically to somebody on your row, by faith, say you will have joy and gladness. Anybody ready for joy and gladness in this season? Mm-hmm. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. There's a word for somebody. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before them in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. 
and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Yeah. Ooh, that's good right there. There are people prepared for the Lord in this place. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man. My wife, she's old too. She's well advanced in years. Now watch this. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. I didn't get this word from the newspaper. I didn't, I didn't hear this from Fox or CNN or MSNBC. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I stand in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you, to bring you out, to bring you these glad tidings. Now, I want to tell you today in God's omnipresence, he's everywhere. Omni means all, in this case, everywhere, and present means he's here. He's omnipresent. With that understanding, I, I need to tell somebody, God ain't about to come. God ain't showing up. I don't know. Some of y'all would say, if I just get God to show up, he ain't showing up. I need to tell somebody on this side, God is not showing up. God is not about to show up. He can't show up because he never left. Huh. I feel like preaching, he never left. I need to get to tell somebody in your neighborhood, he never left. Yeah, my friends left. I might have had some companions who left. Some of y'all had a mate who left. Some of y'all had church folk that left. But I'm glad he never left. If he never left, you ought to give him praise right now. Ah, I'm only here because he never left. I feel this thing today. Y'all ready? You excited? Slip up your hands, precious. Father, we love you. We thank you that at our worst, you never left us. In our greatest struggle, in our greatest need, you never left us. Somebody here today needs to know, even if they feel alone, you've never left. I give you praise, Lord, that you never left us. I give you glory, Lord, that in spite of what the enemy wants to make us think, you never left. If he never left, you open up your mouth and give God a praise right now. I'm going to give you just about 10 more seconds to thank him that he never left. Tell somebody around you he never left. He, he never left, and you can be seated. I want to tell you, in, in God's omnip omnipresence, he's everywhere, and he's all present. We're trying to get him to come when he's already here. And I'm not so interested in the omnipresence of God, though I'm thankful for it. I want God's manifested presence. I don't want him just to be here. I want to know that he's here, and I want him to move in power. And I want to talk to you today specifically about God's presence. And we've been talking about Christmas gifts. Last week, we talked about the gift of forgiveness. And today, I want to talk to you about the gift of God's presence. Now, I'm going to work through this text, but I want to first zero in on verse 19, where Gabriel speaks up. And the Bible said that the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. 
and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Now, something about Gabriel, you got to know is this. Gabriel was one of God's most mighty emissaries. He was something else and greatly used by the Lord. In fact, if you define his name, his name means God's hero. And in Orthodox tradition, he's called an archangel. And in Hebrew, uh, the Gabriel is given the title Serim, meaning prince, or to show one of, as having superior rank or superior status. And Gabriel, here in this text, has been selected and empowered. And in particular, when you study the four, the four gospels, you'll discover that Gabriel was empowered to speak on behalf of God to announce the most incredible announcement of all times. He's announcing the arrival of Jesus. And what strikes me, even though he is one of heaven's highest ranking angels, what takes me in this text is how he introduces himself. He said, I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God. He didn't say, I'm Gabriel and I'm God's hero. He didn't say, I'm Gabriel and I'm God's man. He didn't say, I'm Gabriel and I'm all that. He didn't say, I'm Gabriel and I'm God's special spokesman. He didn't say, I'm Gabriel and I'm a high-ranking angel. He didn't say, I'm Gabriel and I'm a prince of God. He didn't say, I'm Gabriel and I've got power to rain down fire on a city. He didn't say, I'm Gabriel and I'm an archangel. He didn't say, I'm Gabriel and I'm God's right-hand man. He said, I'm Gabriel and what gives me significance is that I stand in the presence of the living God. He said, it's not who I am, but it's where I stand. It's not my title, it's not my position. Gabriel declared that his credibility was not found in his title, his gifting, or his power. It was found in the fact that he stood in the presence of the Lord. It wasn't who he was, it was where he stood. Is there anybody here today thankful that you stand in the presence of the living God? And it was because he stood in God's presence, y'all, that he walked with power and purpose and authority. Because he had been in God's presence, when he spoke, there was weight on what he said. Now let's work through this powerful text this morning concerning Gabriel and Zacharias and the promises of God. The Bible said that Zacharias and his wife, Elizabeth, are blameless before the Lord, but they had no children because Elizabeth was barren. And blameless here is a very powerful word. Blameless from the Greek means deserving no censure. In other words, you didn't have to look over their shoulder. You didn't have to wonder if they were gonna do the right thing. They were blameless, but they were barren. What do you do when you're blameless, but you're barren? What do you do when you're saying all the right things, doing all the right things, being faithful to church, when you're praying, believing, declaring, and fasting, but still you're not seeing what you want to see? Can I find some real people here today? 
Have you ever been tithing and giving and being faithful and reading your Bible and praying and still it seems like all hell is breaking loose in your life? Have you ever had times when you were doing everything you knew to do but you still wasn't birthing what you wanted to birth and you weren't seeing what you wanted to see? The Bible said they were blameless but they were barren but Luke 1 said that Zacharias served as a priest and burned worship on the table of worship. He burned worship. He burned the fire, the incense of worship on the table of worship. Barren, blameless, but still burning. Sometimes you gotta worship when it doesn't make any sense. Sometimes you gotta worship when you feel nothing. Sometimes you gotta worship when you're being talked about. Sometimes you gotta worship when you're barren. Sometimes you gotta worship when your children have lost their way. Sometimes you gotta worship when you don't have any money. Sometimes you gotta worship all by yourself. Sometimes you gotta burn. Anybody can burn when you got money in your pocket. Anybody can burn when all of your children are saved. Anybody can burn when everything is going good. Anybody can burn when it's just the way you want it to be. But when you're not seeing what you wanna see and you've been praying and fasting and serving and giving, but you say, God, I am not gonna let my condition talk me out of giving you glory. I'm going to burn in your presence. I'm still waiting on God to move. I just want to hear from the people who are going to burn. If you're going to burn in this season, open up your mouth and give God praise. See, we think God is worthy based on our condition. But let me tell you something, baby. If God never does one more thing for Jim Rayleigh, he's done so much for me that I cannot help but give him glory because he is worthy. He is God all by himself. Oh. I didn't mean to get so excited. If we can learn to burn, if we can learn to still worship. The Bible said that he served in the house of the Lord and he burned incense, which represented worship in the house of the Lord. I want you to make a decision right now that even if you're not seeing what you want to see in this season, you need to say, Lord, I'm gonna serve you and I'm gonna worship you. Here's what Zacharias didn't know. Are you ready for this? Zacharias didn't understand that his worship was about to break his barren season. That his burning was about to break his barren season. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I need to tell somebody, don't stop worshiping. I need to tell somebody, you may have to clap in calamity. You may have to dance in dilemma. You may have to shout in shackles. You may have to worship wounded, but I'm telling you, don't you dare stop giving God glory. Don't you dare stop giving him praise because your worship will break a barren season. You say, Apostle, I've been struggling. It's been hard. It's been difficult. What do I need to do? You need to open up your mouth right now and serve the devil. Notice that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. And no matter what I see, I'm going to worship you.
Somebody will break a barren season if you'll open your mouth right now and give God praise. Excuse me, I feel something in the room. You're waiting for everything to be just right before you worship, but if you'll worship right now, God will shift the thing. Hallelujah. Somebody's breaking a barren season right now. It was, it was in this atmosphere, glory be to God. It was in this atmosphere of, of, of burning. It was in this atmosphere when he didn't feel it, but he burned anyway. Sometimes we wait. Say, I got to feel it before I worship the Lord. Sometimes you worship the Lord and then you feel it. And it was in this moment, here's a worshiper worshiping the Lord. And in the midst of his worship, an angel shows up. And I want to tell you something about angels. Before they are anything else, they are worshipers. You read about an angel in heaven, that angel in heaven is worshiping the Lord. Heaven is full of worship, and any angel that's in heaven is a worshiper. That's the ticket to moving from the omnipresence of God to the manifest presence of God. And so, while Gabriel is worshiping, an angel shows up. In this amazing story, Two worshipers come together. And when worshipers came together, miracles got in the atmosphere. Oh, that blesses my soul. That's something that the devil doesn't want you to know. That's why he fights a worshiper so hard. That's why he resists a worshiper so much because he knows an atmosphere where worshipers come together is an atmosphere of miracles. When worshipers get together, God will manifest his presence. It goes beyond God's omnipresence and he manifests himself. And when he manifests itself, that's when miracles can take place. Listen, I'm thankful for how excellent our music is. I'm thankful for how glorious our music sounds and how great our team is and how gifted they are. I'm grateful for that. I think we have some of the greatest worship in the entire nation, don't you? Come on, we're blessed at Calvary. Our team is gifted to say the very least, but make no mistake about it. Even though we want to sound amazing because we're giving this to God, and even though we want to be as excellent as possible, no one on this stage should come on this stage thinking that they are performers. We don't have performers on this stage. We have worshipers because God does not show up in a performance. He shows up in worship. 
It's when we get our battered wings of worship together that God will show up and do the impossible. I want to tell you something about Calvary. We don't perform, we worship. And when we worship, God performs. Come on, somebody. We don't do it. We, we are not performers. We are worshipers. We worship until God manifests his presence and then he performs. What does he perform? Miracles, signs, and wonders. He does the supernatural. Here's what happened. Two worshipers got together. This is why we cannot go through the rudimentary rituals of religious activity. This is why I am unwilling to have a church that is predictable and stale and dry. I got to be in a place where we can come together in worship and if we get off the page, that's all right because when worshipers get together, cancer runs out of the room. When worshipers get together, barrenness breaks. When worshipers get together, Anything can happen. Are there any worshipers in the room? Tell somebody in your neighborhood, this is worship row. This is worship row. You got on the worshiping row. That's why miracles can happen on this row. I'm a worshiper. I'm a worshiper. I've always been a worshiper. Let me tell you, you might show up to watch me preach, but God shows up to watch me worship. <laughs> I want to worship with a company of worshipers. And I want to see his omnipresence become his manifest presence. Look at Gabriel and look what he said to Zacharias. The angel answered and said to Zacharias, I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God and I was sent to speak to you. Three things, I stand, I'm sent, and I speak. All this is an outflow of God's presence. I stand in the presence of God. Because I stand in the presence of God, I made myself available to him to do whatever he asked me to do. When I stand in the presence of God, there's a sense of surrender that comes. When I stand in the presence of God, I'm saying, God, whatever you want from me, that's what I want. He said, I stand in the presence of God, and because of that, I've been sent. In other words, what I want to tell you today, God's manifested presence of God is so powerful that when Gabriel worshiped the Lord, God gave him his assignment. God gave him his purpose. We've got young men trying to be sent who have not been in the presence of God. We've got young preachers trying to stand up and act like they've been sent when they have not been in the presence of the Lord. But once you get in the presence of the Lord, that qualifies you to be sent. You ain't got nothing to say until you've been in the presence of God. You don't have anything to bring until you've been in the presence of God. But when you've been in the presence of God, when you've stood, then you receive your assignment and your sin. And then when you're sick, you speak. Hallelujah. America does not need preachers who have not been in the presence of God. America does not need leaders who have not been in the presence of God. How many of you can say, God, give me a leader who's heard from the Lord, who's been to the presence of God, who is sick and speaks the word of the Lord. 
You think your title gives you credibility? You think your title, young preacher, makes you who you are? Standing in the presence of God, being sent by the Lord, speaking his word. And if it works for the preacher, it works for you. If you will stand in the presence of God, you'll discover who you are. If you'll stand in the presence of God, you'll get your purpose. You'll understand your assignment and he'll send you. The angel stood in the presence of the, of the Lord and he was sent. And sin is a very powerful word. It's actually the Greek word apostello. It's linked to the word apostle. And that's my calling. An apostle is the sent one. They establish things. Apostles bring order. You say, apostle, why are we always starting churches? Why are we impacting communities and always starting churches and influencing churches because we've been sent to do it. It is the assignment on my life. Come on, somebody. And he said, I want to give you an apostello anointing. I want to put an anointing on you. I want to send you to somebody. I want to send you and I want you to speak. If you ever spend time in the presence of the Lord, he'll give you something to say. Can I go a little deeper? He, in essence, looked at Zechariah and said, Zechariah, I've been in the presence of the Lord. I've been sent. And God put your miracle in my mouth. Come on, somebody. I believe that if you ever spend enough time in the presence of the Lord, he might just put somebody's miracle in your mouth. He might put somebody's healing in your mouth. Somebody's breakthrough in your mouth. Somebody's new season in your mouth. How many of you want to spend time in the presence of the Lord and him to change you so much that he puts a miracle in your mouth? I want to have miracle power in my mouth. But I derive that from being in the presence of the Lord. <sighs> Somebody tells you they got cancer. Could it be that God puts a miracle in your mouth and you look right at him and say, I've been with the Lord and here's what I know. With his stripes, You are healed. Somebody comes up to you addicted. Said, I can't get off of these drugs. I can't get off, can't get off of this alcohol. I can't get broken from this addiction. You just look at him and say, I got a miracle in my mouth. He that the sun sets free is free indeed. I want somebody to praise the Lord if you want him to put a miracle in your mouth right now. Come on, I need somebody right now who wants to get radical enough to say, God, put a miracle in my mouth. Because here's what happens in the real presence of God. The real, the real thing. 
not just good music. In the real presence of God, faith rises. In the real presence of God, empowerment takes place. And I believe God puts something not only in your spirit, but it'll get in your mouth. Now, look at verse 13 through 17. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is what? Heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John and you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. That's a word. But watch Zacharias, the 18th verse. The very next verse, and Zacharias said to the angel, Zacharias said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. I'm old, she's already been through menopause. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Why do y'all blame all the bad stuff on men? Men stroke cramps. Come on, somebody. Men appalls. Men told illness. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I wish y'all stopped blaming the men for everything. We, we got some responsibility, but all of it ain't our fault. Come on. This can't happen. I'm old, my wife is old. This is not where we are in life. She's already going through the change. Those days are over. And I'm not even praying that prayer anymore. Those days are over and I quit praying that prayer. Those days are over and I don't even pray about it anymore. And here's what I see. It was as if the angel Gabriel was saying, son, you better get ready. God is about to answer some prayers that you quit praying. Are you in the room today? Prayers that you gave up on, prayers that you quit on, prayers that you quit praying. Can I get in faith here in the presence of the Lord and speak over somebody today? Can I do it in this Christmas season? Would you receive it here? Would you receive it wherever you're watching from? Here's the word that I feel in my spirit. God is about to answer some prayers that you quit praying. Just because you gave up on the prayers doesn't mean that God did. I'm coming to tell somebody that you may have quit praying them, but God heard them and it was gonna manifest all the time in his time. So, so I just need you right now if there's some prayers that maybe you quit praying, but you need to be reminded that God is still good for it, 
open up your mouth and give him praise right now. What we've got to understand is that often it's a matter of timing. It's not a matter of God not answering prayer. And sometimes we give up praying it, but it doesn't cancel out. I feel like preaching. What we already prayed, it doesn't cancel out what we already said. Some of you have given up on your children. You've given up on a financial miracle. You've given up on a breakthrough and you're not even praying about it anymore. And the Lord said, tell them they may have forgotten, but I never forget. And it was not a matter of me being able to do it. It was not a matter of me being held back. What it was a matter of was timing. He said, if I would have done it in their timing, I wouldn't have received glory out of it. If I would have done it in their timing, I would have got no honor out of it. So I waited until they could not do it and they could not change it and they could not birth it. Then I stepped in and said, now I'm gonna do it because now I'll get the glory. So I want you to think of the most impossible thing in your life that you have quit praying about and give God glory that it still can come to pass. I waited. I waited. I waited because if I would have let you get that thing, Zacharias, when your wife was still in birthing years, and when you were still young and virile and strong, you would have thought, well, maybe it was God and maybe it wasn't. But when that baby was born, all Zachariah and Elizabeth could do, all Zacharias could do, all Elizabeth could do was say, this had to be God. Let me give God the glory. I dare you right now. Don't wait till he manifests it. Go ahead and praise him and say, God, I'm giving you praise. Because even when I give up, you don't. I stop by to tell somebody he remembers. When you give up and you forget, God remembers. And all this happened in the presence of two worshipers. But one of them got in doubt. You know what the Lord did? Shut his mouth. Read the text. He made him be quiet. <laughs> he said, if you can't speak faith, you ain't going to say nothing. Tell somebody in your neighborhood, if you can't speak faith, be quiet. If you can't speak faith about my children, don't say nothing to me about my children. If you can't speak faith over my daughter, don't you say nothing to me about my daughter. If you can't speak faith to me about my son, don't you say nothing to me about my son. If you can't speak faith about my family, don't you say nothing to me about my family. If you can't speak faith to me over my health, don't you say a word to me about my health. If you can't speak faith to me over my church, don't you say nothing about my church to me because I am a person of faith because I have been in the presence of the Lord. You got a God who you let get in your ear. You got a God who you let talk to you. 
You don't got to be rude, but you got to say, oop, zip it. You got to get out your spiritual remote control and mute it. Come on, baby. This is powerful to me. This is mighty to me. You know what I say to people who doubted us through 2020 and all that was going on? God just showed us in that season that he was still God. We've come back stronger than ever. God is still faithful. Don't you go on what it looks like. You just keep speaking faith. Now, now, it must have been incredible in that moment. He's standing in the presence of God. The angel is there. Barren, blameless, and burning. That's what Zacharias was doing. He's standing in the presence of the Lord. And he's overcome. I mean, wouldn't you be? Come on, somebody. If an angel showed up in your car, While you had worship music on, <laughs> wouldn't you be like, oh, man. And, and the Bible said that the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. Now, I'm going to mess the people up who want these 32-minute services. Get me in, entertain me, give me a cute word. Let me drop a little offering in if I feel it. And then get me out. Cause I, I, I wanna get to the Cracker Barrel. I wanna watch a football game. But let me tell you, it's possible to get so overcome by the manifested presence of the Lord that you lose track of time. Bring it up, y'all. It's possible to get so overcome by the manifested presence of God that you don't even know what time it is. Have you ever been in church before and, and they sang and they sang and they sang and they worshiped and they worshiped and they worshiped and then you see your friends and they say, I don't know how you was able to sit in that church for that long. And you look at them and say, you do not understand. When you get in the presence of God, time stands still. When you get in the presence of God, you ain't worried about a football game. You ain't worried about the cracker barrel. It'll all still be there. Somebody who wants to be in the presence of God and, and, and even calls time to stand still. Open up your mouth and give him praise right now. I'll linger in his presence. The older I get, the more precious it becomes. The older I get, the more I realize I don't have anything to do that is more precious to me than being in the presence of God. Now, he walked out of God's presence. You ready for this? And he was speechless. 
He didn't even, he didn't even know what to say. There are times when God's presence is so overwhelming that you are speechless. Now, now watch. The bait, fast forward, the baby is born. And the Bible says that when her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they, they, they rejoiced with her. And then in that text, the neighbors and the relatives start saying, name him Zacharias. You need to name him one of the great family names. Name him Zacharias. She said, no, I think I'm supposed to name him John. They said, no. The family's there and the cousins is there. You need to name him Zacharias. That's one of our family's names. It's the eighth day. It's time for circumcision for the baby. Zacharias is there. And, and Zacharias can't even talk yet. And in verse 63, he asked for a writing tablet and wrote and said, his name shall be called John. The family said, no, you need to name him one of our family names. Ain't nobody ever been called Zacharias in our family, but Zacharias and Elizabeth both understood that God was doing a new thing. And sometimes, 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 when God is doing a new thing in your life, your family don't even get it. People close to you don't even get it. People that you've been around for years don't even get it. And they think it's just a fluke, but it's not a fluke. They think you'll be just like his dad. No, he's not gonna be like his dad. There won't really be much change yet. This is going to change everything. You don't understand. And here's what I've come to tell you, baby. Don't let your cousins name you baby. Tell somebody in your neighborhood, don't let your cousins name you baby. Yeah, yeah, don't let anybody who hasn't been through what you've been through name your baby. Don't let anybody who hasn't prayed and worshiped when nothing was happening name your baby. You name your baby. You name your baby not defeat but miracles. You name your baby breakthrough. You. Get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor. Say, if I was you and I've been through what you've been through, I wouldn't let my cousins name my baby. Hallelujah, I'm not gonna let nobody testify and tell me what the Lord has done for me. I'm not gonna let anybody name my baby. Huh? I dare you right now, name your baby breakthrough. Name your baby miracles. God was doing a new thing. Hey! I'm sorry I hollered, but I feel like hollering that God is doing a new thing. You better praise him right now for it. This is an announcement. He's doing a new thing now. Don't let your cousin name your baby. 
Don't let nobody who never cried over it name it. Don't let nobody who was ever sick or they were never sick over it. They never carried it. They never believed for it. My, my, my. Can you imagine? I don't even care what time it is. I feel like preaching. Can you imagine birthing a new thing? Testify, tell somebody you're about to birth a new thing. Now, now Gabriel, some of y'all say, well, it's been a long time, apostle. I've been praying about this thing a long time. In fact, I gave up praying on it. But remember what I told you. God will answer prayers. You quit praying. Well, apostle, it's just been too long. Too much water under the bridge. Honey, let me tell you something. Gabriel appears to Zacharias. <laughs> and the heavens had been silent for 400 years. <laughs> I'm about to throw my shoe. For 400 years, <laughs> there had been no voice. God was still there. He just wasn't manifested. I wish I could find somebody to preach to. God was still there. God was still omnipresent. He was everywhere all at once. He was present without presenting. He's there, but he's not presenting for 400 years. God didn't leave the planet. How can you leave a place when you're everywhere all at once? Tell somebody in your neighborhood he never left. <laughs> he was just quiet. He was present without presenting. And the Bible says, now watch, 400 years, 400 years, 400 years. That's a long time. Between Malachi and the New Testament, 400 years. And the last thing that God says in Malachi, in the last verse, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. And the angel picks right up 400 years later and said this, he's gonna be like Elijah. And he said in verse 17, he will go forth in the spirit and power of Elijah. It's like the Lord finished talking and 400 years later, he takes a breath and picks right up and said, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. I wanna tell you, it don't matter how long it's been. It doesn't matter 
how hard it's been. If God said he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it. He didn't miss a beat. God didn't miss a beat. He went from omnipresent to manifested presence. And he didn't have to show up. He was already there. He didn't have to arrive. He was already there. And he showed up for a blameless man. He showed up for a burning man. Not a perfect man, but a burning man. He showed up for a worshiper. And I want to tell you today, some of y'all been saying, if I could just get God to show up, get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, I need to tell you something. God is not going to show up because he never left. If you believe that, give him praise. Now I feel like preaching. Oh, you say, apostle, why didn't you lose your mind? Cause he never left. How did you make it through? Cause he never left. How did you survive that season? Cause he never left. How did you not lose your way? Cause he never left. How did you live through it? Cause he never left. How did you make it? Cause he never left. How did you survive that heartache? Cause he never left. How did you survive that abuse? Cause he never left. I just need to find somebody who he never left. Jump on your feet and give him praise right now. Yay! Look at somebody, slap him a high five and say he never left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he would have left, I wouldn't be here today. But he went from I'm not present to manifested presence. He never left. I need you to stop right here and give the Lord a 30-second praise. wait on you. I'm going to wait on you to open up your mouth. I'm going to wait on you to walk around. Some of y'all need to get out of your seat and just say thank you Lord that you never left me. Thank you Lord. My friends left me. My husband left me. My wife left me. Somebody shout he never left. Can I go one more step? And even the times when I tried to leave him, when I thought that I would leave him, Psalms 139 says, where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I build my bed in hell, you are there. If I take up wings of the morning, you are there. If I go out to the sea, you are there. Somebody give him praise that he never left and he never will.
I'm only here. I'm only here. Because even when I tried to leave him, he wouldn't let me. I watch people walk out. I watch friends walk out. I watch folks I thought I could depend on walk out. You say, what did you do, apostle? I kept burning. I kept worshiping. I wasn't seeing what I wanted to see, but I kept worshiping. When I didn't have the money, I kept worshiping. When I was getting talked about, come on somebody. Living underneath a microscope, I found out the people who know you the least will talk about you the most don't even know your journey. I kept worshiping. When I felt nothing, I kept worshiping. When it was hard, I kept worshiping. When I had to believe for my family, I cried. And I want to tell you something. Look me in the eye now, precious. You can cry but you can't quit. Crying is allowed. Quitting is not. And here's what the devil does not want you to know. He never left. That's why God said in Deuteronomy 31, I will never leave you or forsake you. Never, never, never. So here's what I want to tell you. Come up here, John. Come up here, worship team. Here's what I know. God is everywhere, but he manifests in worship. His omnipresence means that he is everywhere. He's in the car with you. He's with you in your darkest moment and in your hardest time. But he's not going to manifest Until there's worship. My name is Gabriel. I stand in the presence of the Lord. I am sent from the presence of the Lord. And I speak from the presence of the Lord. Who needs him today? Who needs him today? This moment was made for worshipers. See, see, the folk who want to linger will linger in this moment. The folk who are desperate will linger. 
The folk who are not, I understand, but if you're desperate, you'll linger. You'll lose track of time and just say, God, I need you to move. So somebody, I want the worshipers to rise up right now and lift up your hands and open up your mouth. Don't even clap right now. Just open your mouth and worship him. Some of y'all say, well, apostle, I'm worshiping him in my heart. You don't worship the Lord in your heart. You worship the Lord from your heart. Your worship is vocalized and verbalized. So just open up your mouth. And if all you can say is hallelujah, just say it over and over again. If all you can say is thank you, just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's all you can say is I bless your name. Just bless his name over and over again. I feel worship in the room. Come on, John. Let's worship the Lord. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live. Right now, I would come. If I needed a breakthrough in my family, right now, I would come. If I needed a breakthrough in my finances, I would come. Let's take these last moments and burn. Somebody's daughter will get delivered if you'll come worship. Somebody's financial problem will shift if you'll come worship. God's about to meet you and answer prayers you quit praying. Come on now. I'm opening up the altars. Come on, you'll be altered at the altar. Come on, come on. Oh, yes. To worship, I live, I live to worship you. Somebody say to worship you. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. John, you just take a few minutes, son, and just take us into God's presence. Come on. To worship you, I to remember that's why I'm breathing Lord to worship oh I live I made my choice my decision is to worship you to worship every season Do I? 
worshiping into a miracle moment right now.
your name, Lord. I bless your name, Lord. Somebody say it this time. Hallelujah. say that there is a healing wave coming right across this room right now. The Lord said, I'm dealing with blood pressure issues right now. The Lord said, I am so present now that I'm driving out issues with diabetes right now. The Lord said right now, I'm delivering people from intense anxiety that you felt through this season, lifting off of you right now. It's, it's coming across this room. I would reach out and receive it right now. The Lord said, I'm turning financial situations around right now. Come on, hold up your hands, receive it. It's coming across the room. It's getting in people's homes right now. The Lord said, I'm reversing doctor's reports right now. Hey, hey. I hear you, Holy Spirit. The Lord said, I'm coming across the room right now. My presence is coming across the room. I'm breaking barren seasons right now. For everyone that will burn, the Lord said, I'm breaking every barren season right now. Come on, you better hold up your hands. You better, you better worship. You better worship. I hear the Lord, I hear the Lord say, I'm, right now I'm touching carpal tunnel syndrome. My presence is in the room. You feel that? You feel all those? Come here, son. Come here. Give him a microphone. 
I feel, I feel such a word of knowledge that there's healing. Come on, just speak what you're feeling. Yeah, uh, I sense over there on the side of the stage that the Lord is healing carpal tunnel right now, specifically in someone's right arm from the elbow on the inside that runs down into the fingers. If that's you, would you wave? Come on, we believe. And I lift your hands right now, sweetie. The anointing is coming on you right now for healing. The anointing is coming on you right now, the power of the Holy Spirit. I specifically felt it was in your section too. Right now, you feel the power of the Holy Spirit on you right now. Just work your arm like that. Come on, pray, church. The power of God is beginning to flow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I also saw, too, someone on the right side of their neck. I don't know if it is a muscular knot or an actual physical growth, but it's on the right side of your neck, and it hinders your mobility in a way when you look to the right again. I don't know if it's like a growth or a tumor, but it's a muscular knot. If that's you, would you wave at me? on the right side yeah. I see you come here I want to pray with you anyone else anyone else it can be more than one come here I see your hand come right here anyone else anyone else yeah come on come on come on I want you guys to meet right here we're gonna pray with you thank you Lord come on just keep your eyes on Jesus keep your eyes on Jesus the worship has brought us into the river of God and the scripture yes. says in Ezekiel 47 wherever that river goes its waters are healed so we're just gonna believe the Lord for that we're going to believe the Lord for that, Father. Healing. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Listen, it's it's so often. I'm blessed to have a a son in the faith like this. How many of you are grateful for Pastor Christian and what he walks in? We never hinder that. I say we never hinder that. See, see, people who are in a hurry, they won't linger. But those of you that are hungry for God's presence, you'll let him move in this moment. Uh, I can't tell you how many times God has given me a word of knowledge and it's been so, we're, we're, we're like in sync. When I, when I spoke healing over lungs two weeks ago, God's presence got in here. And I wanted to say COPD, but I couldn't remember. And I was, I was wanting to Google it. This boy is on a whole other side of the stage. He Googled it. Because we, we're, we, we walk in the Holy Spirit, but we ain't that smart all the time. Come on, somebody. I know, what is it? But God healed lungs that day. I want you to raise up your hands because I'm getting big faith. I'm getting big faith. Two things. I bind, I bind spiritual death right now. I bind it and take authority over it. I bind spiritual death. I take authority over it. You will not die in your sin. You will not die in your compromise. Even now you repent. Come on, just say I repent. Just say I repent right now. Come into my heart. Wash me, make me clean. Come on. We're not having a normal time of prayer for salvation, but I just bind this I bind spiritual death off of you right now. And I and I want to just launch this into the atmosphere. We had waves of healing that have been hitting our church in 2023. Many people healed with stage four cancer. And 
I have just risen time and again to take authority over cancer. I'm feeling it one more time again. One of my precious friends, and I, Rich, I hope you're watching this. Rich Wilkerson is one of the greatest pastors of our generation and an evangelist. He's a powerful and mighty man of God. And he was diagnosed with cancer. His son is Rich Wilkerson, Jr., the great church in Miami, the Voo Church. And all, they're, they're all there together working for the Lord. We interacted through text this week. Rich, I speak healing into your body right now. I speak it into your very bones, Rich. We are in the presence of the Lord. Rich, I declare that God ain't coming because he never left. I declare that he is moving from omnipresent, the manifested presence. And as he manifests, I just speak in faith that healing is manifesting in your body. Now, right now, if you need any kind of healing, just raise up your hands and receive it right now. Just receive it right now. Just receive it right now. In Jesus' name. So, Father, I thank you. And I praise you that we don't, we don't have to wait for you to come because you never left. All we have to do is burn. So we leave this room today as the burning ones. We leave this place today burning for the Lord. We leave this place burning beyond what we see. Lord, we burn for you and we declare. I'll hold, you, hold up your hands. I, I just, I'm going to speak this. I declare that in the next season, God is answering prayers for you that you gave up on. I declare that God is going to answer prayers in this next season that you quit praying. And in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that this is a time, Lord, when you're going to move in ways that give us no opportunity to take the credit ourselves. May we be like Gabriel and declare, I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of the Lord. Because I stand, I am sent, and because I'm sent, I speak. I thank you, Lord, that now we are changed by your presence. We don't let our cousins name our babies. We don't let anybody name what you're doing in this next season. We declare it is miracle power. We give you glory. If you're grateful now, and you know God has met with us, I want you to open your mouth and give him all the praise. Sing, John. Sing it. Come on, I'm going to release you, but I want you to hold up your hands. Don't even rush out. Sing, John.
You're my special guest. Stop in the back and see me. Y'all just worship the Lord. God bless everybody. I love you so much. Yes. Hey, and we're going to stay around here and minister to people in the altars if you want to stay. Thanks for watching the message. I'm sure this spoke to you. Here's what I want you to do. Why don't you subscribe to this YouTube channel? That way, every time there's a new message, you'll get to hear it. Also, many of you have watched this. Some of you watch on a regular basis. Why not take time and sow? You can give at calvaryfl.com. You can give on your phones, and you can be a part of helping us take this message around the world, the message of hope, the message of Jesus Christ. Can't wait to see you back here real soon.